Today's episode of Locked On Yankees is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are listening to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. I'm a former baseball writer, now podcast host. You may have read my work at places like Baseball Prospectus, The Hardball Times, Sporting News, and the ESPN Sweet Spot blog. You can find us on Twitter at LockedOnYankees, all one word. You can find me on Twitter at StayScots. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. I am sitting here recording this at 6.32 p.m., getting ready for the Yankees to play the Phillies. So I will be discussing what's going on in the game live. So if you don't get to watch the game, but you listen to this podcast, you'll know everything that's happening. Plus, I completely forgot that it was Monday and Michael Kay and John Sterling were going to be reunited once again on Yes. So I'm pretty excited about this. I also have updates from the weekend. I have quotes from Aaron Judge, Aaron Boone, and more. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio.com, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked on Yankees. So I'm sitting here in my brother's room because he has a TV and I do not. I'm one of those weirdos who believes the bedroom should be where you sleep and not have a TV. I was also one of those kids who begged my parents for a TV growing up, never got one. And then once I got older and went to college, I didn't really like having a TV in my room. And I haven't had one since. So... Yeah, I'm sitting here holding my microphone in my hand with my laptop on my lap. I'm looking at the TV and I completely forgot about Michael Kay and John Sterling doing this game. So I'm very excited, just like I was last week. I hope they figure out some of the technical issues, but I believe that, you know, since COVID started, a lot of broadcasts, no matter what sport it is, if you're doing it from two different places, it's difficult to get things together. Now, I'm looking at the screen right now. It looks kind of cloudy in Tampa. Meanwhile, here it was wonderful. Okay, the Phillies lineup. Andrew McCutcheon, Reese Hoskins, Didi Gregorius, Alec Baum. I believe that's how you say it, right? Odabel Herrera, Roman Quinn, Matt Joyce, Jeff Mathis, old friend Ronald Torres, and I believe Aaron Nola is pitching for the Phillies. Lots of fun. So this is Jameson Tyone. And I believe he has not given up a run yet in spring training. So I probably just jigged him. So he's looking pretty good so far. Um, again, kind of nervous about him and Kluber just because the Yankees are seemingly putting a lot of faith into both of them. Even though, well, no, they are. Because they're expecting them to be the two and the three behind Garrett Cole. And that's a big deal for two guys who, between the two of them, only pitched one inning <laughs> since 2019. So yeah, I will say the grass in Tampa looks very green and very nice. I'm happy that this game is on TV. 
Okay, Frazier's in left, Hicks in center, Judge in right. Uh, Urshela Torres, LeMayhew, Jay Bruce playing first, Tyone pitching, Gary Sanchez is catching. Oh, and if you didn't hear, Gary Sanchez will be your opening day catcher with Garrett Cole on the bump against the Blue Jays in Yankee Stadium on April 1st. Very exciting. Andrew McCutcheon is up. First pitch is like, was that a strike? I'll take it. I'm not sure who the ump is. I can't tell. But it looks, from what people are wearing, I see a lot of long sleeves, but I also do see some short sleeves. So I think maybe, ooh, what happens when you go to Florida? If you're a north, a north, a northern person and you're coming from cold weather, if it's 60 degrees, you'll want to wear short sleeves and shorts because it 60, 60 degrees feels like 80. And if you're a Florida native, 60 feels like 30. So I'm assuming all the people who are bundled up, wow, that woman is really bundled up. She's wearing a coat. What on earth? She has to be a native Floridian. <laughs> that is funny. The count is 1-2 against McCutcheon, by the way. Tyone's thrown three pitches. So good job so far. Oh, I want to know, and I don't know how you are going to answer this question for me. Oh, that's a strikeout. Good job. Do you like the spring training hats? The Navy hat with the interlocking NY that has the Yankee logo in the NY. You know what I mean? So it's red, white, and blue with the logo kind of chopped up. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I kind of like them, but then sometimes I look at them and... In some cases, I'm a traditionalist. In other cases, I'm not. I wouldn't mind if the Yankees wore these navy tops during the season at all, actually. I don't think they have to do solely pinstripes and solely road grays. Like, even if they did the navy with the road gray pants, I wouldn't mind that at all. You know, as long as they're not putting names on the back, who cares? I just, I still don't like the the Nike swoosh. I will never get used to the Nike swoosh. Why is that person screaming so loud? Oh, I think it's a child. Never mind. A ball was fouled straight back and someone started screaming, which I always find hilarious when I'm watching baseball games. It's even funnier when you're at a baseball game and someone's screaming like that. I don't know. Is it me or are the masks bringing out Aaron Boone's giant ears more? (laughs) Someone let me know. Tweet at me and let me know if you agree that that's what's happening. There we go again. They're interrupting each other. Oh, Didi Gregorius is on deck. Another 1-2 count for Tyone with one out against Hoskins. He sets. He deals. That's a ball. It was a slider. It was outside. Hoskins didn't chase it. But it was a pretty good pitch. I'll give him that. That was good. So Garrett Cole pitched a bunch of... Pitched. Threw a bunch of pitches yesterday. He looks like he's raring to go for opening day. He has one more start before opening day. But opening day is in, what, two weeks? Are we two weeks away? It feels like we waited forever for spring training to start, and now it's almost over. By the way, Tyone just gave up a double to Reese Hoskins, so still one out. And Didi Gregorius up. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing, as is baseball, as you know, because I'm talking about it on this show. But you can also bet on award shows, TV shows, reality TV. And with baseball, 
you can bet on who's going to win the World Series, who's going to even make the playoffs, who's going to win all the major awards at the end of the season. BetOnline has real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right, so Didi Gregorius just popped up or flied out. I guess you could say popped up. Alec Bohm is up. Jamison Tyone is still pitching. Oh, they're flashing back to the really cold opening day in 1996 when it was snowing on everyone. I was not at that game. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, my dad was at that game. I was up at school, and my dad went to all the major games in 1996, including every home playoff game, game six against the Braves included. I'm still bitter about that. I think I told that story. My dad had a ticket for me, and my mom didn't tell me because she thought it was silly for me to come all the way down here from Oswego. And when I called up to celebrate the fact that the Yankees had won the World Series, she said, oh, your dad had an extra ticket for you, but I thought it would be silly for you to come down for just a day. And I hung up the phone on her, and it's nearly 25 years later, and I still haven't forgiven her for that. All right, Tyone has a 1-2 count again. He's up to 18 pitches. Alec Bohm is at the... Is it Bohm or Bomb? Someone correct me on that because I'm not sure. I'm... 75% sure it's actually bomb, because I think I see people making bomb pom, puns, puns, puns on Twitter. This is why I don't have a play-by-play job, because I can't talk live. This is why I podcast, because I can edit myself. If I was doing things live, I would constantly be <laughs> making fun of myself for tripping over my words. That person is wearing a puffer coat. It cannot be that cold in Tampa. There's no way. What are these people doing? A puffer coat? Come on. There you go. Strike three. All right, that's over. So while we're in the commercial break, why not play the clip of Aaron Boone talking about Jamison Tyone and how he's done so far in camp? Throughout the course of this spring training, what have you learned about Jamison Tyone, both as a pitcher and as a person so far? Yeah, I mean... Obviously, we you know got great reports on the person and the makeup coming in, and and he certain certainly fulfilled that. He he's been an asset to to the room. He's been an asset to the culture, to the pitching culture. Um, you know, we we had heard all the you know the stuff about him being healthy, and obviously the the retooling of his delivery. Um, you know, we know towards the end of last season he was probably ready to pitch. Um, and the Pirates were just cautious and holding him off. So, you know, we, we had a thought that we were getting a healthy pitcher. And, uh, you know, so far that's what we've seen. Um, he's, he's, he's fit in great, handled himself great, and, and, you know, every step of the way along with, you know, Kluber, who we brought in, obviously, they've really um, done really well. I feel like are throwing the ball really well and, and so far to this point have, have recovered and bounced back well. 
It's only spring training, but are you at all surprised or has he exceeded your expectations this early knowing he's coming off of that surgery? I, I don't know. I had pretty high expectations, honestly. You know, I mean, you know, we went out and got him because, you know, we did expect that he was going to – we certainly know what he's capable of when he's been healthy. We know we were getting a really good pitcher and felt like we were getting a healthy pitcher. And so I came – I think I came in with – those kind of expectations and and to this point um he's been terrific and and we'll continue to you know try and monitor and protect him and make sure we're building them up smartly um but uh he he's been a, a great addition to our club so far okay yankees lineup dj lemayhew aaron hicks nope Try that again. DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Judge, Aaron Hicks, Giancarlo Stanton, Glaber Torres, Jay Bruce, Gio Urshela, Gary Sanchez, and Clint Frazier. So as I said at the beginning, Aaron Nola is pitching for the Phillies. He had 12 starts last year. He was 5-5 five and five with a 3.28 ERA in 71 and one-third innings. Walked 23, struck out 96, and the opposing batting average against him was 205. So he is good. Okay, it feels like every time I watch a game, DJ LeMayhew doesn't do anything, which is so odd because he's always doing something. He's the machine. So let's see what happens. He just swung through strike one. <laughs> I feel like I'm jinxing him every time I watch him. Yeah, he looked at strike two. Come on, DJ, what are you doing? Earlier today, Glaber Torres was talking to reporters about his relationship with DJ LeMayhew, how he looks to him as an older brother and asks him for advice. He said that DJ was very quiet when he first came over and he's become more comfortable as he's been a Yankee, which makes sense. Oh, how was that not strike three? I really thought that was going to be strike three. <sighs> then again, he's the machine. Of course, he would know what a ball is and what a strike is, but that was really close. This is another reason why I could never do play-by-play, -play, because I would probably curse. Actually, no, definitely. I would definitely curse, especially if someone hits a big home run. Yeah, um, they would have to put me on HBO. I'm kind of like CeCe Sabathia when it comes to uh, cursing. Although, I think he did a Nets game and he did okay because he, you know, he was able to curb his habit of cursing. Oh, he struck out. What? DJ LeMayhew is, I don't understand. And that wasn't even a good pitch. What are you swinging at, dude? Aaron Judge just grounded out on the first pitch that he saw. So let's play the clip of him talking about Glaber Torres, the team as a whole, winning the division and all that good stuff. Um, a week left before you guys break camp. What has struck you about this team with, with six weeks of spring training under your belt? Wow. Um, a couple things. I think I've hit on it before in the interviews. Um, the depth we have on this team, um, up and down through our rot rotation, um, our relievers, um, even our lineup. You know, we got five or six outfielders, quite a few infielders, all guys that, you know, should be, you know, caliber of, you know, starting somewhere, starting on this team, starting, you know, on 29 other teams. And, um, you know, that's, that's what you want, you know, especially going into camp and fighting through spring training. You want that competitive atmosphere of, you know, guys fighting for jobs. So it's, uh, you know, the depth of this team and, you know, guys just coming ready to, ready to go. 
from the jump. You know, that's one thing too. You know, with uh, you know uncertainty of last year with the season and everything, and then coming this year, if it was going to be the same thing, are we going to start on time? Are they pushing it back a month? Man, guys, you know, came into camp in shape, you know, ready to go and you know ready to compete from day one. Uh, Glaber was in uh, a while ago talking about his relationship with DJ LeMahieu and, and how that that's grown and and, and uh, benefited him. And I was just wondering. What have you seen of, of Glaber the last few years? Has he grown as a more inquisitive player, a guy seeking advice and, and being open to suggestions about his game? Yeah, Pete, that's one thing I actually noticed early on in Glaber's career. And even in uh, 2018, you know, as a rookie coming up, you know, we were, this might have been a month into the season, we were playing in Houston and he was kind of asking me about, you know, hey, how do you, you know, how do you sit, how do you hit the breaking pitch, you know? How do you drive that? You know, I feel like I get ready, I get loaded up, and you know, I just can't pull the trigger. And I said, man, like you got, you know, you got the swing, you got everything you do to swing the bat. And, you know, he ended up later that game in the eighth inning, you know, sitting back on a breaking pitch and driving it to left field and scoring us some big runs. You know, so he's a guy that, you know, he wants to learn, he wants to improve, he's not satisfied where he's at. You know, even as a rookie, you know, he just got called up, and you know, I've been in that position. You know, get called up as a rookie, man. You think you made it, and you think this is it, but. You know, from day one, he's a guy that's continued to push himself. You know, he continues to push the guys around him. And it's been it's been pretty cool seeing the relationship between him and DJ, you know, continue to grow. Um, they're playing, you know, every single game together. They're up the middle together. They're getting that chemistry that you need, you know, to have a good, you know, strong, you know, defense up the middle. So it's uh, uh, it's been fun to watch. Aaron, with the uh, season just 10 days away, how driven are you overall to win a title and how do the past postseason disappointments fuel your fire? Yeah, I'm, I'm Bruce. I'm as fired up as ever. You know, every year I know I say come in here and you know say that's our goal to win a championship. But uh, you know, for us, you know, the first thing to do is we got to win our division. You know, that starts with game one. You know, and uh, starts with game one. You know, we're gonna have a tough opponent with Toronto at home, but. You know, we got we got to knock off the Rays first. You know, that's a team that won the division last year, got all the way to the World Series. You know, beat us in the division series. Um, you know, that, so that's our first first goal. That's the first goal for me is you know to continue to let guys know that hey, you know, we're playing even though we're playing 162 games, it's not a sprint like it was last year. Every game still matters because I know every year, you know, it starts coming down to the end of September, and all of a sudden it's like oh, it's a couple games from either a wild card or you win your division and we don't want to be in that predicament. You know, we want to go out there and, you know, win our division and put ourselves in a good position in the postseason, you know, with this depth, with the pitching we have, um, with this lineup, you know, to put us in the, you know, the right position to go out there and win a championship. Aaron, it seems uh, each of the last, you know, three, four years here, the depth of your lineup has been tested by injuries. Uh, as you're getting ready to start this season, have you guys started to talk about the idea of, of what, you know, really what kind of maybe what a first inning looks like against a starting pitcher and what you guys can do. I mean, we spent so much time talking to, about you and Giancarlo and how teams approach you guys, but you haven't been able to be in the lineup together a whole lot. Have you have you guys started to talk about the idea of, of getting off to a good start with a healthy lineup? Yeah, and I've, we've kind of, you guys have kind of seen it all spring training. You know, that's one thing with this lineup. You know, you got from the very first pitch, you know, you got DJ LeMahieu, an MVP, MVP um, type player, you know, leading off the game who's, he can work the count or he can jump you first pitch and hit a homer. He can get on base, um, you know, and then, you know, kind of going through the lineup and especially having Hicks bat in third for us, you know, a guy that can get on base, you know, has, can hit for power. You know, he's, you know, he just keeps that for me, you know, he turns that lineup over, you know, to get, you know, if he walks, you know, if me and DJ get out to start off the game and all of a sudden, you know, Hicks get up, gets up, 
gets a walk, and then Big G comes up and hits a homer, and that's two runs, you know, in the first, and, you know, we're halfway through the lineup, you know, so it's something with this lineup that, you know, there, there's no rest, there's no break, you know, all the way down, you know, if you got Gary Sanchez or Clint Frazier batting, you know, seven, eight, nine, you know, that's, uh, that's a scary thought right there, so, you know, we're looking forward to, you know, keeping everybody healthy and uh, seeing what this lineup can actually do. The way teams' bullpens are constructed now, it seems getting a starter out after four or five innings isn't necessarily the same advantage that it used to be. But is a first inning maybe, uh, you know, trying to get him out after two or three, is that kind of more the goal now and, and the way your lineup is constructed with the patience that you're talking about? Yeah, you know, I've always been, you know, about trying to get that starter out because it's not really about the game, you know, tonight. You know, it's kind of about the whole year you know if we're playing the Rays you know Blue Jays and if we're able to get to those starters early and say we got a four game series against these guys uh you know that third and fourth day you know that bullpen's going to be kind of wearing it if we're able to get to the starter and kind of have them use their big guns you know out of the pen early you know it's going to kind of help us down the road you know so that's all I've always looked at is you know a lot of these teams around the league have you know some pretty some pretty good bullpen arms coming out of there you know throwing you know 100 miles an hour some great breaking pitches but you know, if we can just wear those guys down, you know, and over the course of a season, 162 games, you know, it's going to you know, help us in the end. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the incredible low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness and today's matchup, coconut against White chocolate birthday cake. Okay, I have not had white chocolate birthday cake, but it sounds really good. I have had coconut, and coconut is really good. We are in the enticing eight right now, and the winners of the enticing eight round will go into the flavorful four, which is really hard to say. Go to BuiltBar.com or bar underscore built on Twitter to vote. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That means next, not first. So if you've ordered 50 boxes of Built Bars, you still get 15% off. Again, that is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Beginning this Wednesday, the Locked On MLB podcast is featuring one of our biggest events of the year, the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. All of our local experts in every MLB market answer the biggest questions around each team. Follow Locked On MLB on the Radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. Jameson Tyone got a quick out for out number one of the second inning. He's up to 23 pitches. Who is up? Someone named Quinn. I don't know who he is, but he just swung through a good pitch. He has another 1-2 count. This seems to be a pattern so far in this game for Tyone, which is good. You always want to be ahead of the batter when you're pitching. So there you go. Let's see how this works. He deals. Foul ball. I think it's funny. A few minutes ago, while I was playing the Aaron Judge soundbite, or at least when I was putting it into the podcast, John Sterling was talking about Ronald Torres. Now, from what I was hearing, Ronald Torres is not on the 40-man roster. He's a non-roster invitee for the Phillies, so he might not make the team. And Jay Bruce is dealing with the same thing for the Yankees. He's playing first base right now in tonight's game. 
the Yankees have a bunch of non-roster invitees who are fighting for a spot. And speaking of that, Aaron Boone had some things to say about the final spot in the roster for positional players. When it comes down to your decision for probably the final positional roster spot, if all things being positive for you, which are guys are healthy and you have your choice, what do you value in that role? Man, I mean, I mean, I first there there are so many things that go into that, um, but I think in in all the guys that you can you know scroll through your mind who who would be in consideration for that, I feel like we're in a really good position that whatever way we go, um, there's a good choice to be made there. You know, whether you're talking about, um, you know, obviously with Talkman, his, you know, he's a pretty elite outfielder at three different spots you know whether you're talking about a jay bruce who's shown me he can play first base to go along with the corner and he's healthy and we know what his bat can be with you know to go along with a dietrich who who has position versatility and patience and power and left-handed so i feel like um we have a difficult decision in front of us certainly um and there's a lot of things that factor into that and go into that decision um but I feel like whatever way we go, um, I feel like we're in a pretty good spot entering the season with what potentially could be a, a, a pretty deep 26-man roster. There are two outs. I think Quinn grounded out. I wasn't paying attention because I was busy trying to get that Boone clip in there. So there's two outs, a 1-0 count against Joyce. Tyone is up to 29 pitches. As I said earlier in the show, Cole is, I think he pitched 90 pitches? Oh, hey, Tyone has a 1-2 count on Matt Joyce now. Shocking. Every time I look up, he has a 1-2 count on someone. Which is, as I said, you want to be ahead of the batter, so this is a good thing. Let's see what he does. Two outs, second inning, no one on. Strike three, sit, nice. Good job. Lower part of the strike zone. Joyce didn't even swing at it. You gotta love it. So for this week, just so you know, I'm doing my last crossover episode with Connor Newcomb of Locked On Orioles. That'll be coming your way Wednesday. And with the way every other crossover has gone, we will probably have multiple parts. So you will hear us talking on Wednesday, probably Thursday, probably Friday. So look forward to that. For now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio.com, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Monday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you.